Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. Speaking of which, our next guest strives to help people overcome depression and anxiety by getting them into shape. He also instills the values of adding martial arts to improving their mind, body, and spirit. He has a personal connection with this mindset, as when he was in his 20s, he nearly jumped off a bridge and found his saving grace through simple hacks and working out and martial arts. So welcome to the Misfit Nation, John Katsavos, personal trainer and podcast host. Welcome, John. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. It's great to have you on. Uh, glad we're able to make this connection and make it work for both of us. So this is awesome. Yeah, feels it feels good to get back into the uh, uh, interviewing interviewee seat again. So it feels good. So thanks for the invite. I really appreciate it. It's always fun to flop mics and uh, see what happens on the other side of it and be, just be the relaxed person and not have to really control anything. Yeah. <laughs> So I gave a little bit about you uh, in the blurb there, a little bit of the introduction, just just basically bare bones about you there. If you don't mind, give us a little more about John from as far back as you want to go to how we got to who we are today. Um, there's been a lot. 
There's okay. been a lot that's happened. So it's hard to pinpoint one story. Um, I was a skinny, scrawny little kid growing up in the 80s in a rough neighborhood in Toronto. And my dad's like, uh, this kid's going to get beaten up every single day if he doesn't learn how to defend himself. So he put me in uh, Shotokan Karate from a teacher from Okinawa uh, who brought that form of karate to uh, to Canada. So it was a old a school of hard knocks, I call it. An old school of hard knocks from a very strict teacher. Um, there's just been so many stories like... Uh, from losing my job for the first time and not knowing how to handle it to losing my business for the second time and losing the woman I was going to marry. Uh, and to recently, um, almost losing everything and, uh, having to start having to come back to a country that I vowed that I would never come back to and, um, start from zero. I literally, I'm, I'm right now, I was born and raised in Toronto. I had to move back to Toronto and um, I'm living out of an Airbnb. Oh, wow. And it's, it's like, it always pushes me to as corny as this sounds, it pushes me closer to Jesus. It does. It's not corny at all there, but it makes you thank you. Thank, thank him for what you do have. And, uh, the resilience to keep like in your case uh, bouncing back it seems yeah so whatever story you want to touch up on i'm 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 an open book brother like you just ask and i can uh, we can dig into it awesome so tell us about uh, where you were before you had to move back to toronto were you in the states or were you uh, somewhere else completely i was in florida uh, i was in florida all the world yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it's nice. It's nice there. Um, unfortunately, the people were super friendly, very kind, very helpful, very generous. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about Floridians or Americans. I love you guys to death. But um, visa restrictions didn't allow me to become a W-2 employee. I couldn't support my business, so I had to move back to Canada where I can make a, a living and um get the, the fitness Oracle back off the ground, plus a few other projects that I'm working on. Well, I mean, at least you have those other projects to work with and have the mindset that I, I have to keep pushing forward. Uh, in the intro, we talked about you nearly ending it, nearly ending everything by jumping off a bridge. What, what caused that, that break right there and what pulled you back? What was the harness that pulled you back? Um, what got me there was uh, the first time I actually got fired from a job. I was a shift supervisor at a downtown uh, downtown building. I was supervising three buildings. I was a security guard. And um, two of my guards on Christmas Eve decided to go make themselves a coffee in a tenant's residence or wow. in, a, in a tenant's place of business because they were, they were business offices not residents. So I told them not to, they didn't listen and they went and made three coffees, one for each of them and one for me. Uh, they put milk in it. I was quote unquote lactose intolerant at the time and I couldn't drink it. So I didn't drink that coffee. 
Needless to say, my supervisor found out because he was doing a, a separate investigation on for something else and saw the two guards walk in. I didn't report them because I thought, whatever, it's just a cup of coffee, right? Who's gonna who's gonna get in trouble for a cup of coffee? But it's breaking and entering and theft, regardless of how you look at it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what angle you go with, yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever angle you look at it, it's breaking and it's you're breaking some some form of the law you're breaking. But um, I got fired because I was their superior and I didn't report them. At the time, I didn't understand that I was. What, 24, 25? I was just a young little punk. I didn't, I thought, oh, I'm a shift supervisor at 24. Look how good and smart and good I am. My boss likes me, <laughs> right? And um, I was promised I wasn't going to get fired from the company, but the company wanted to set a precedent for the rest of the employees with me because it was the flagship site oh. so i got i got let go you became expendable at that point yes i became expendable again another thing i didn't understand at that age people are expendable um so i didn't know how to handle it and i literally did what i always do what i always did back then was lock myself in my room i Dropped out of university or college because I couldn't afford, I was putting myself through college. I couldn't afford to put, I couldn't afford the tuition and the books anymore. So I dropped out. Um, I was about to move out on my own. I got stuck in my parents' basement. All my friends alienated me except for two. And it was a, it was a really, really really bad year really bad year um again i didn't know how to handle it so i locked myself in my bedroom all i did was play vid video games watch movies i would only go out to take a shower once a week eat once a day and when i would wake up in the morning i would have very bad words to say to myself in the mirror every single morning so Everything spiraled on you at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my saving grace was my two, two of my very close friends that I still have today. We've been friends. One, one of the men uh, I've been friends with, he's uh, since high school. Wow. Since high school. The other one since college or university. So we're very tight, very tight friends. So... Um, once, like every, once every two weeks, once a month, they would call. They would call me up and try to con me into guilt into going out. <laughs> you know, you want to. Yeah, they're like, "Come on, we're gonna just go out. We're gonna have some fun. We're gonna have some drinks. We're gonna pick up some girls and have a good time." I'm like, "Dude, I don't have a job. I don't have any money. I feel like shit. I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to stay here." Leave. Thank you for thank thank you for checking up on me, but I'm not coming out tonight. And um, one day I had enough. My 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 parents both went to work. My sister was at work, and um, 
I walked, I walked to the nearest bridge that we have, which is over overlooking a freeway or a highway. And I was timing the cars as they were coming. Cause I was like, okay, when I jump, I'm going to hit a car before I hit the ground just to make sure I don't survive this. And I've always been a believer in Jesus. I've always been a believer in Christ. I've always been a believer that he always wants the best for us. And he always has guardian angels out there surrounding us and looking out for us and pulling us back just at that moment when, when we want to do something, I don't want to call it stupid, drastic, too drastic. So this being came to me as I was ready to hop over the hop over the bridge and, and jump. And he's like, are you sure you want to do this? I was like, yeah, I got nothing to, I got nothing left. I've got nothing left. There's, I'm a useless, I'm useless. I'm manure has higher ranking in the scale on earth than I do. Oh, wow. And, um, it showed, it brought me to it. I guess you can say it opened up my third eye or whatever you want to call it, but it brought me to my funeral at the time where my quote unquote friends walked in and I just saw the front row, which was my parents, my siblings or my sister, my cousins, my aunts, my grandfather, they all got up and they charged the back as my friends were coming in. They were charging my friends and this huge brawl uh, escalated right in front of my corpse. Wow. And um, it asked me, is this what you want to be remembered for? Now, I'm the type of person that you can do whatever you want to me. You can hurt me as much as you want. I'll take it. But so long as my actions don't hurt other people, I'm okay with taking pain. I'm okay with taking suffering. I mean, I'm going through a really rough patch right now, and it's all on me, which is okay. It's fine. But I don't want it to affect other people. Then it took me, then it took me to the man's car that I landed on. And I saw the ruin that I left this man in. And he's like, do you want to be remembered for this? Because this is what this is what's gonna happen. I told him, no, I don't wanna, I don't want this. So it brought me back to the bridge and it said, now you have an option. You can either jump and all this is going to unfold or you can walk off the bridge and none of this will happen. So because I, because I am the way I am, I walked off the bridge just so I don't hurt other people. But for me, like I said, uh, I, I'm no stranger to pain, suffering and <laughs> all that uh, interesting stuff. So that was the, that was my moment. That was your pivotal moment, really, to, to show you that even though you at that point you felt like you were at your lowest or at the worst you could possibly be, your yeah. inner self, your spirit, your soul came and with the guidance of the, the big guy said, hey, hey, John, this is what happens if this happens. And this is where you're going to be. Do you want to be this way when you meet Jesus? Do you want to be this way when you come through my gates and have that memory forever? Or do you want to persevere and move forward and be resilient and have a better mindset because you already had that that mental uh setup by going through martial arts at a young age i know you're 
your sensei taught you a lot of great things, even though I know it hurt at the time as a young man in the eighties, because, you know, it was a lot rougher back then. It wasn't as controlled as it is now, but uh, you were allowed to get hit. You were allowed to do things in those classes where you learned how to be the better person, be a bigger person. And it seems like you took those lessons, even though at that one moment of darkness, you almost let go. You still had that in your back pocket as a tool bag, in your toolbox to say, look, I can do this and I can move forward. And that's that's what it's all about. How many times you get up, not how many times you fall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. I get asked, uh, I, I get asked a lot of people, did it happen like instantly, your transformation? No, it didn't happen instantly. It did. It's. I'm still suffering from depression. I still suffer from isolation. It's just now I have tools that I can fall back on to help me not fall that far off. To tell, to sit here and tell you that I haven't thought about jumping off this 26 story balcony. I'm lying to you. I've had th I've had thoughts of that in the last three months. I've been going through hell the last three months. Oh, wow. But I know that I have something else that I can fall back on. I have my breathing exercises. I have my faith in Jesus. I have, I, I fall, the, the further I fall into this kind of stuff, the harder I go into morning routines, uh, evening routines. Uh, how often do I go into the good book and read the good book? There are so many examples and so much tools that I have accumulated. And not just me, all of us. We have all accumulated all these amazing tools that we don't latch into when we need it. We fall, it's fine. We, we fall. That's what we do. We're human, right? Um, you cannot walk in this world, in this quote-unquote world, and not slip and fall and bump your head. You're going to. But it's how you present yourself at your lowest, how far, how much are you willing to double down on doing the good things, the good works, the good deeds, not just to yourself, but to others. Um, one, of, one, of my favorite, um, one of my favorite lines out, out of the Sermon of the Mount was, uh, uh, or no, it wasn't Sermon of the Mount, but Jesus said this. I can't remember where, so I apologize. But don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So basically, give without want. Give without expectation. Just if it's just, you know, you're paying it forward for a person's coffee in the morning. That's fine. Don't let anybody know. Keep it quiet. You'll see. You know, the more quiet stuff that you do, the better off you start to feel. And things start to change for you. And that's what I've been noticing recently, especially the last week. So now you're back at uh, the, the horrible Toronto <laughs> after being in paradise uh, of the sunshine state down there in Florida. What are your plans in Toronto? I know you don't want you can't live in a Airbnb forever. That'll drive you even more crazy. Uh, you got to you're gonna have to find something else or move on, move back and get the visa situation stuff worked, work visa corrected so you can come back to the other side, or just do you that do it via internet and do your business. What are your plans for the next to say year plus? Uh, for the next year plus, 
I actually do. I actually today I, I finalized a, a, a long term rental agreement with someone, which is great. I mean, I have somewhere to live now. <laughs> um, I'm securing a, uh, securing a, a, a nine to five job so I can have money so I can, you know, have kind of some form of normalcy in Toronto and have some kind of income coming in. Um, I am working with another podcaster here in Toronto. We are uh, looking to start up the Toronto Podcasters Association to help Toronto podcasters uh, take their podcast to the next level. And we're looking to create world-class podcasts for just the people in the GTH, Greater Toronto Area, and uh, hopefully expand it to the rest of Canada. That's, that's a good goal right there. And you're already getting back on your feet. And like I said, their B&Bs are great for the short-term rental that they're supposed to be for. They're not a good place to reside for a long time because it's basically a hotel, but a little fluffier. And you'll you'll feel a little nicer for a little while. and until you start banging your head on the wall because it's the same thing every day. <laughs> yeah, and a lot more expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely more expensive. And so I guess it also depends on what part of Toronto you're staying into. The cost of that, too, is a lot higher. Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, I introduced you as a uh, personal trainer and podcast host. Let's talk about your personal training journey. How did you start pivot into personal training to start helping others find their better self um that's actually another funny story because uh i was in high school i I signed up to the junior football team and i had the i had the um the exquisite position of left bench that's good great place (laughs) it was a fantastic fantastic position i saw every single game i saw every single play (laughs) <laughs> I again I was a skinny scrawny little kid and I wanted to push myself so I signed up to the football team and um I knew that summer that I had I had to get bigger I had to get stronger I had to get faster like there was no question about it like next year when I went to the senior football team I had to make it and I had to start that was my initiative so for the entire year of my last year at junior to, well, we have like junior, junior, the junior football team is about two years and then the senior football team is the last two years of your high school kind of thing. So I, uh, that, that last year of my junior career, I worked out every single day at the gym. I got stronger. I got faster every single day, every single practice. At one point, I think I beat the entire team. Like we were doing um, sprints, like uh, from the goal line to 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. And yeah, right up to the end. I right. I beat the entire team at one point. I was wow. beating the whole team at sprints. So I the next year, my tryout for the senior football team, I started in right safety which was from left bench to right safety starting. So I was, that was a pretty outstanding jump. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just, I fell in love with the gym. I fell in love with the gym. 
I just I, everything about it the 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 nutrition part the the workouts the the soreness after the the learning about how muscle works and how how to, how how you can get it bigger and stronger I, I just fell in love with it and um I put it aside thinking you know what it's just a nice little hobby up until I was what 30 32 33 then I just I, I just doubled down on it I'm like I'm just gonna do this full-time I mean I can do it for myself I'm sure I can do it for others it's, it's just motivating us it's after that point they could see your your results on you you're the you're the result right there you're yeah. part of the result that they need to see and other than that it's just motivating them I seen a guy in the gym today it looked like it was his first time in the gym and he had what it the person was calling themselves a personal trainer, but that person was smaller than him. And it looked like he just looked up some YouTube stuff and was trying to tell him stuff. I was like, I said, it's not my place to come in here, but he's going to hurt you. Just go find someone else. Now I'm going to argue that fact with you because the guy, my trainer is small. He's a small guy, but he is brilliant. When it comes to understanding muscle and tension, I can put him hands down with any IFBB bodybuilder and he will school them. And that's why I said, I know this guy was not a, a trainer because he was not saying anything logical. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's a key, there's differences between people who are small and can function and those who are small and are just trying to make money. And he yeah. was the latter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm neither now. I'm not like muscular anymore. I, you know, three months uh, eating out is not a very. <laughs> it's not good for anybody. <laughs> not good for anybody. But the good news is you know how to get back and you have the perseverance to do that. So yeah. that's, that's what you got to keep up here in your head. That meant that mindset and resilience that you do have. I mean, you've you've fallen down a few times and you've rolled. You did a combat roll forward, combat roll back, jumped up. And you're back at it. Uh, you said you failed at a multi, uh, more than one business already, right? So, well, not really fail. You, they just didn't work out. And one yep. was with BioFitness, right? Yep. So, how many iterations of Bio did you have? Three. Three. See, <laughs> but you keep coming back. <laughs> keep coming back. That's all you can do. That's right. I mean, when you love something, you don't just quit on it and just shelf it forever. Exactly. You can't just yeah. kill, can't kill a dream. No, you can't. And no matter how many times people tell you that, oh, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your money. It's not their dream. It's yours. Right. So how dare they even say something like that to you? Like, okay, I understand. Like, I had VO Fitness the last time, which was now, for an entire Two years, three years. I've made four hundred dollars off in four in three years. I'm going to be completely transparent with you and your audience. I made nothing in three years, nothing. But I kept going. I kept pushing. I kept going. Why? Because I believed. I believed in my. I believed in my programs. I know it can help somebody. Just one person. I know it could help. Now I've shelved it because I have other more important things I need to deal with, like putting a roof of keeping a roof over my head and gas in my car. Okay. Life happens. 
Is it Real Fitness 4.0 coming out? You better believe it's coming out. <laughs> be the best version of it, right? So <laughs> it better be the best version of it. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to go back to version 2.0. A lot of people don't like 2.0 a bit. So 3.0 and 4.0 got to be your best ones. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, now we'll, we'll transition over to when you're on this side of the mic. What made you start the, the Fitness Oracle podcast and how long have you been doing it? Um, I started the Fitness Oracle podcast in 2020, July 2020. And uh, that was in response to what I heard, what was going on here in Toronto with men suffering from depression, anxiety, PTSD. Um, I don't really like using the word PTSD because if you haven't been in the army and you haven't seen carnage, you're really, I, I don't think it's PTSD. I think it's just loneliness. I think it's just depression, isolation. Um, and that's really bad stuff because it, it makes you sit in your head too much. So I created the fitness Oracle to tell, to tell men specifically that, you know what, one, you're not alone. A lot of men are going through something like that. A lot of them. And um, there are ways that you can get out of it without medication and some simple stuff like stuff that I learned from Sistema, my, the Russian martial arts that I spent a lot. Well, I spent what close to close to 15 years practicing. And I met some amazing men and women in Sistema from all walks of life. And just, you know, if you okay, we didn't have access to the gym. Because here in Toronto, everything was locked down. But there are things that you can do that you don't need a gym, like going out for a run, going out for a walk, going going to a, well, they had the, they had the parks taped up. It was just a weird time. But like even, even in, your, in your home, you could do like uh, my morning routines. My morning routines consist of jumping jacks, burpees, push-ups, squats. It's some simple stuff that you can do. And you were stuck inside anyway, so you had no excuse. You had access to a shower, so you didn't have to smell yourself all day after you did it. So that's good. There you go. <laughs> it's win-win. <laughs> I mean, you weren't in Toronto when you started that, or you were in Toronto, left, and came back? I was in Toronto when I started the Fitness Oracle. I brought it down to Florida uh, with me because I love the podcast. I love podcasting now. And um, now I'm bringing it back next week. Next next week. Next week is coming coming back. All right. Coming back next week after – how long have you been off? Oh, it's been since December. That's, that's not bad, though. So it's only a month, month plus of break. Some people take that break and never come back. So you'll see shows just pop and go really quick. And some people hit that wall after 10 episodes and say, I can't handle this. This is insanity. But you either, either love it or you hate it. And that's, that's, there's two camps. I think you can have with podcasting, either love it or hate it. And you, yeah. I, I think I love the fact that I get to meet awesome people all the time. I mean, 240 yeah. something episodes now. And I've met 240 plus awesome people that with great stories and great journeys and showing that resilience and mindset that, it helps people push forward and the misfit nation show audience loves that they, uh, they gravitate towards those stories of resilience and, uh, battling good over evil. So that's what it's all about. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love it so much that the Fitness Oracle um, has a pretty much life of its own now. So I'm starting up a second podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and you and I both know how much it goes into like producing one of these things. Definitely, yes. And, uh, and now that I'm on the radio also, it, it's uh, working with two different audiences. So, I mean, like right now we're live on, on About Face Radio across the country, across whoever's on internet radio, they can, they're listening to you right now. And then this will go live again. This will be premiered as a actual podcast in a couple of weeks. So they get to double dip on you and get you live right now. And then later on as well. So it's a right. whole new ball game doing it both ways. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hopefully you can maybe start a radio station up there in Toronto and grab all your podcasts and throw them in there. All, all your podcasts, the Toronto podcast association, get everyone in there together and have shows all day long. That'd be great. That's a really great idea. Um, you and I are going to have to talk after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people uh, reach out and uh, get, get a hold of you to either get some fitness tips, get some resilience tips, or even find out how to listen to your show and find out how to get in touch with you to be on your show? Um, right now I'm working on a website for the Fitness Oracle. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be thefitnessoracle.com. Uh, that's probably going to be up in a couple of weeks. But uh, if you want to listen to my show, I'm on all major platforms, uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it, I'm there. Um, I'm also on YouTube uh, under the umbrella company Resilient Reboot Productions, which is the podcast production company that I'm trying to start up as well to help people launch their podcast and get their voice out. It's important. Very important to get the stories out. John, thanks again for being flexible and coming on this week and uh, hanging out with us and sharing your journey with us. This has been a great chat. 100%. Thank you. For, thank you so much for having me. It was, it was, it was an honor. Awesome, brother. I'll be back in uh, about half a minute. Okay. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are 